Welcome to the Ramcast, the podcast version of Ram TV. If you want to see the video version of this podcast, be sure to check out our YouTube or Facebook channels where you can subscribe and follow us. Ram TV works in partnership with Valley Studios, a production company designed to bring entertainment to all facets of the internet. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Ramcast. I really wish I could say this is the weirdest thing you've ever done. Good evening, Aaron. Hey, Zach. What is all of this? What is what, Aaron? The, uh, circle of candles, the dumb way you're talking. Really, really, I'm just asking about all of it. There is nothing weird about what you see. And to prove it, you should step in the circle. Yeah, that's not going to happen. There is candy in the circle. Okay, and that is not true. Look, it, it, you know I can see in the frickin' circle, right? I didn't say candy. Then why did you just reaffirm the word candy? Get in the damn circle! No! Why? Because I am. I know what you're up to and I'm not taking part in it. Why do I have to be up to something? Oh, okay. Let's just pretend for a second here, then, that you're not using some dark ritual to take over my body so you're no longer some floating voice that just sits around and watches me play video games. No. Nuh-uh. Come on! I've had an itch for a week and I don't have hands to scratch it with! How does that have anything to Fine! Do Keep your stupid body. It's dumb anyway. Okay, now, you don't have to be angry. Tell you what, I'll let you intro the show. Really? Yeah. Come on, just join me over the couch and don't step in the circle. You'll get stuck. <clears throat> You're watching Ram TV. You son of a bitch! Last time we talked, I told you about a boy named Samuel who resonated with Symmetra because she, like himself, has autism. And let's be honest, this has seemed like a great year for autism appearing more often in some really amazing characters, like Billy from Power Rangers. What? That's dope. What? I got something on my face. Yeah. Oh! Okay, now that's cool! And introducing autism to children at an earlier age, normalizing it amongst their peers, such as Julia from Sesame Street. Yeah, she does things just a little differently, in a Julia sort of way. <laughs> oh, okay. And she's a lot of fun. Yeah! Oh, Julia likes being with her friends. Oh, and she loves to play, too. Play, play, play! <laughs> But if it stands out as a great step forward, that's because it is currently a problem. One in 68 American children is diagnosed on the autism spectrum. And kids from that group are five times more likely to be bullied. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me help you. You're a freak. You know that? I've had to watch you play with these for weeks. Are you crazy? No? What if you had an extra one? Why don't you cut this little act and do something? Why don't you stop me, huh? You're gonna stop? That's where Overwatch is trying to make a difference. Visibility is everything here. 
we are what we get from our media. And if heroes like Symmetra have autism and stand out as being really cool, then maybe, just maybe, kids who have autism or are even different in some way will be seen as a friend and not a target. And Blizzard does this more than just with Symmetra. You have Anna, a badass 60-year-old Egyptian sniper with one eye. Junkrat, an Australian explosive expert with a prosthetic leg. And Tracer, a British time jumper who also happens to be gay. These casts of characters send to us the signal that it's okay to be different. In fact, those differences sometimes are what grant us victory. But these characters also show us that Blizzard believes their characters should emulate the array of life experiences we the playing uh, a world where all people felt welcome. The only people they wanted to exclude were those who excluded others. Now Blizzard says their goal with their characters like Symmetra is to change the narrative, to make it clear that heroes come from everywhere, different shapes and sizes, different races, cultures. And sometimes heroes have different sexual orientations or different beliefs. And sometimes an amazing hero deals with different real life struggles, such as autism. If all creators take any note away, this is it. Don't be afraid to tackle the hard subjects, especially when you're in a place of power that can affect tens of millions of lives. Be the true hero here. Grab the narrative and shake it up. Help redefine a cultural perspective that sometimes gets stuck in the past. Because when you do, you just may be helping somebody understand just how special they truly are. Now that we got done with all of our feelings, let's talk about a game that wants us to get down with what seems like the recipe for an epic game. I'm talking a pinch of Call of Duty mixed with a smidgen of Overwatch sprinkled with a touch of Halo. Well, Tanner has a story with a game that may just have that recipe. Thank you, Aaron. Well, you don't have to wonder any longer. Lawbreakers is a hybrid of those games and a few more. And as a prodigy of Boss Key Studios, a brand new company making a name for themselves in a very loud way, with the help of legendary game designer Cliff Belzinski, sorry, one of the dubs for Unreal Tournament and Gears of War, their team manages to make the perfect mixture of non-stop fighting mixed with zero gravity. The major difference between this game and others is that there's no real easy mode. Every character takes a good skill level. Unlike, oh, say, Winston in Overwatch, where you just have to get close to somebody and they shock everyone around you. Or Call of Duty, where you see every Major League game player using the same gun because it's vastly overpowered over the rest of them. But let me know what you think. Are you excited for this game to release? Or did you even know it was going to come out? Or are you going to stay away because it just looks like a reskin of Overwatch? Leave your comments below. Let me know what you think. Thanks, Tanner. Lawbreakers is set to release on August 8th for $29.99 with a Legendary Edition for $10 more. Both editions come with a free DLC for the life of the game. Now, this sounds like two companies doing really great business, but let's get that idea out of our heads about businesses caring about us 
and let's talk about a business that seems to slowly be getting shittier and shittier. I'm talking about Uber. Have you ever accidentally left something in your driver's car? Well, now it may start to cost you money to get it back. Ray has the story. Hi everyone, so let's not waste any time because if you have ever lost anything in an Uber, like keys, your phone, or something of value, you know that you could, in the past, meet up with that driver at a convenient time for the, for the both of you and get yourself back. Well, drivers have complained for months, really for years, that that system does not work because they had to take their time out of their schedule, out of getting more fees, more payments for driving for Uber, that it just messes them up because they have to return something. Well, now you are going to be charged $15 if you ever want to get a lost item in Uber back. Uber is interested in this because drivers have been wanting something like this for, again, years because it's just a hassle. So now hopefully you do not forget that you called your Uber on your phone. How can you forget your phone? In my opinion. But speaking about phones, if you are in China and you owe debt in a certain province in China, well, before anybody calls you, they will get a message saying that you owe money to the Chinese government. This is so crazy. Like, when I first read this, I'm like, okay. Like, if AT&T did that to me, <laughs> and no one is going to call me because I'm like, hey, don't call me. I don't want you to know, you know, how much I owe in debt to the U.S. government or whatever. Um, but, yeah. Apparently, there's a list. There's been, there's around 10 people on it so far. That whoever calls these people, they'll first hear this recorded message saying, please urge this person to pay their debt. And then you get to talk to the person. That's very embarrassing. I don't wish it on anybody. So, yeah. Oh, and you can't just switch to another phone number or another provider because in China, you are required to register your phone number to your name. So, there's... Yeah, it's going to follow you wherever you go. And my last story, hopefully I get this real quick, it's the UK is trying to, or planning to phase out petrol and diesel-based cars by the year 2040. This mirrors a announcement that France made a little bit earlier uh, this month saying that, yeah, we want to ban all fossil fuel cars in, I believe, Paris or in France in general. So, yeah. That's all the news I have today, and I'll see you all in the next round. Bye. China and privacy don't really go hand in hand, and Ray is already expecting another attack on privacy committed by China soon. Now, I know, Ray's stories can be depressing or even anger-inducing. Don't believe me? Check out our most hated video on YouTube. And I don't want to leave you all feeling like that. So instead, let's talk about dads. There are several moments where fathers become candidates for world's greatest dad. For some of us, it's our first ball game. For others, it's our first beer. But this dad might just be taking home the crown of best nerd dad by building his daughter her very own diva mech suit. Zach's got the skinny. Mike Karambit just might make father of the decade after what he's built for his daughter. Taking cosplay to the next level, young Amanda Karambit will be the pilot of a drivable diva mech, courtesy of long hours and dedication put in by her father. Mike began work on the project in January, and has been chronicling the entire journey on his Instagram page, Retro Resource. The suit drives on wheels, which help turn the legs for visual effect, 
And speaking of effects, Amanda could control a variety of audio and visual delights from both the flight sticks and the mounted console in front of her. Things like smoke coming out of the thrusters and vent ports along with Diva audio lines, music and disco lighting inside the cockpit, fully rotating guns, lights on the arm cannons, and much more. The bulk of the shell was built using pink insulation foam, cut and glued in layers like a cake. The legs were made with hydraulics formed from a tripod shaft. Electrical work and fog machine tubing were piped in the frame, and an air mattress inflator was mounted to help push the smoke out. And, as you can see, Amanda is ready with her own diva suit to pilot. I'm not an engineer or a handyman, so I'll never be able to do anything this cool for my kids. But it's actually really awesome to see something like this coming together. Now, if you can get it to self-destruct, I'll really be impressed. Want to see the life-size mech for yourself? Aaron's got the details on that one. Thanks, Zach. The suit was on display this weekend at New Orleans MechaCon, but you'll get another chance to see it in September at Atlanta's Dragon Con. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Ram TV. We hope you enjoyed what you saw. Leave comments below and let us know your thoughts on the topics at hand. We love hearing from you. Let us know what you want to hear about in the future or stories you think we missed and we should probably go back and take a look at. Please visit our GoFundMe and Patreon pages. We really want to turn Ram and Valley Studios into a full-time gig and we can't do it without your support. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Check us out every day for a tiny Ram and every Sunday when we get it done for another Ram TV.